mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's at Thank you for joining today. Uh, a few announcements before we get started today. 2019 dates. I'm doing my Flappers residency in the YooHoo room every Thursday. Come join me. It's only 50 tickets. It sells out really quick. We I just fart around up there. It's fun. I think Seattle is Seattle sold out or Portland. One of the two. Anyways, get your tickets. Seattle and Portland. And then 2020. I go on tour. I'm going to ramp up to shoot yet another special. And I'm so, I'm so excited. That's how Kirk Cameron does his Instagrams. I'm so excited. January 30th through February 1st, Houston Improv, February 14th through 15th. That's Valentine's Day at the Tampa Improv. Um, that'll be fun. They always do special Valentine's Day stuff. March 13th and 14th uh, in Miami at the Miami Improv. And then March 26th through 28th. Dallas at the Addison Improv and then April 3rd and 4th Judor Titties at the Carolines the Carolines Comedy Club April 24th through 25th Demois Iowa at the Funny Bone and then June 12th through 13th Fartnicks Arizona uh, stand up live very awesome okay let's get to the show also okay I have fucking major news major mom news <laughs> After many months of laboring over a design, over a concept, I am proud to announce the Cool Mom t-shirt is finally fucking here. Yes! And I've designed it with moms in mind. It's, um, it's at merchmethod.com slash TomSegura or just go to TomSegura.com, click on his store page. Now, I went through great pains to design this shirt just for you, mom. So first of all, black why because black is always flattering it's going to make you look thinner also the neckline i didn't do a v-neck because everybody knows the minute you lean over in a v-neck your tits spill right out and it's a disaster the sleeve is just above the elbow which cuts off any excess fat meat and then the length of it it's nice and flowy so that it covers your disgusting mom belly and it is very flattering. It cuts at the hip. I'm telling you, I thought this through for you, for fucking you. It's flattering on everybody. Uh, it's a great 80s design too. Cool mom. You can wear it when dropping the kids off at school, around the house, whatever. Wherever, wherever, wherever. So pick it up, try it out. I was going to wear mine today and I GD forgot because I didn't sleep last night because the fucking neighbor's dog was barking. I mean, who lets their dog bark in the middle of the night, right? What a fucking nightmare. How do you, I mean, how, are you not sleeping too? Because your dog is barking. Anyways, I forgot to wear my cool mom shirt because I'm wearing, I don't know if you know this, but I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. I went to a concert for the first time. Cool moms. I'm not like a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. Yeah. I went to a concert for the first time in like a decade, no lie. Like maybe I saw the Pixies in 2008 and... I went to see a show. I went to see Bauhaus. And um, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> you probably don't know because they're just an obscure goth band from the 80s. They haven't performed in 19 years. And I, I went to see them and I got the t-shirt. I'm so fucking excited. And I met my stepsister there and um, went with Adam from the comedy store. And I drank two glasses of white wine. 
and I got ripped just fucking ripped in half and I danced and it was so fun and I you know I I, I realized that I'm I'm really trying to be maybe too straight laced the last few years you know when you try to be somebody you think you should be and then you're like oh no I'm, I'm really this messed up degenerate on the inside and I really you know the, that's the the beauty of aging is you kind of like Catch me outside. yeah how about that, how about that? I, I really have started to embrace my inner weirdness and appreciate it instead of constantly trying to suppress the darkness and the weirdness and now it's uh, it's just become fun to go and enjoy things I really do enjoy and um I don't know I don't know it was great for me I encourage you moms dads out there when's the last time you had fun and you got to put it on the calendar. That's what I've discovered is I bought these tickets, you know, two, three months ago and it was on the calendar. And of course, they you know, the night before I'm like, I don't know if I can go the kids. I can't leave them with a, you know, a babysitter because my husband and I just did it. And it was it was great. So put something fun on the calendar and um, don't forget that you're a human being, too. And apparently fun is a need. That's what my therapist says. And uh, it really made me feel good. So I'm going to go see them again. I'm seeing Bows again December 1st. I bought more tickets. And uh, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm weird. So uh, really big updates uh, in our world. I learned a brand new phrase from TikTok. Um, it's called, it go, so when something's cool, you go fucking mint, right? And you do that. Am I right? Boys in the booth. Um, fucking mint. I'm not sure. I don't think you're always so ahead of the curve on Hello. stuff that I'm aware of. I mean, you're such a cool mom. No, but any any's the cool one in there. Any is that a thing, or is that just on TikTok? I saw. I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't know. I never heard of it. Holy shit! Nobody's cooler than Eddie. Number one, he's the coolest of the cool. He's one of those people that can wear anything. Like Ela, you've got that like Ela Klein. Like you could come in wearing a toilet seat cover around your neck and be like, this is a new shit. Everybody's, and then everybody does it because of any. Uh, so, okay, mint, that's what the kid, they go, they go fucking mint. Okay, that's a cool one thing. And uh, I also got an email informing me, this is from Steve who wrote in about Billie Eilish last time, um, explaining that song, the, the tough guy song. He says that Billie Eilish uh, I asked why she wears these baggy clothes because they're they're not flattering. And I get it, though, because I'm a huge fan of the baggy sweaters. You guys see me. I, I really don't wear form-fitting attire. Um, much for the same reason that Billie Eilish has, which is I don't want people checking out my hot bod. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, how are you going to listen to me if I'm, like, fucking strutting my hot lady stuff? Uh, but she does it so that people focus on on what she's doing. And I agree. I I, I like it. And she's skinny, so she was on the Ellen show, and she, I guess Ellen does a segment where celebrities dress up in a costume or whatever, so people don't recognize them. And she just wore like regular girl jeans and a sweater, and she's very cute and very skinny. So uh, thank you, Steve, for the follow-up. And um, also, I, um, I tried White Claw. <laughs> so my cousin shoddy came over with her two children last weekend and it was chaos i mean four kids running in circles it was so crazy and i asked my cousin because she grows she comes all the way from riverside to visit and i was like what do you want what do you want in the house I'll, I'll let me let me spoil you since you're the one making the trek over and she goes well actually because she listens to the show shout out to shoddy she goes i want to try 
White Claw. I heard you and Chase talking about it. I like sweet drinks. And I was like, okay, great. So I have an entire case of White Claw now in my fridge. <laughs> Shoddy drank like three. And here I am doing a little taste. As you see, I'm fully in mom mode. I got the high bun. I'm wearing like a soft around the house bra and like a see-through shit shirt. Okay, here's me trying White Claw. It's on my Instagram okay, too. I'm about to try a White Claw for the first time because I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> It's really good. <laughs> it's the lime. It is terrible. It's terrible. It tastes like Zima. Zima. It tastes exactly like Zima. It's so nasty. I tried it and it, the, it was a lemon lime, a lime one. It's so fucking gross, you guys. I don't know who how these. This is my cousin. Here's Shoddy. She loves White Claw. This is her third one today. Do you like it? Holy shit! What is happening in the background? <laughs> Called life, son. Dude, this is this is a classic YMH lane. This is a cool guy video. It feels like it's what? got a. You're checking a lot of the boxes, Christina. You're checking a lot we, of them. Should we go through them? Here's, here's okay, okay. Let's go to the first Wait, one. Are you saying that my my video making skills are not fucking mint? Is that what you're saying, bro? It's not fucking mint. Oh. Um, so first of all, would you say this is a low angle or a high angle? It's the it's the least flattering angle, which is from the down. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, I look about sixty years old. I look, it's no, terrible. You, no, no, no. You look great, but it is terrible. the angle that is terrible. Garbage. That, I'm surprised that we're not seeing a fan over here. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, just listen to this chaos. Yeah, this is my cousin. <laughs> she loves White Claw. This is her third one today. Like it? What's your favorite flavor so far? Black cherry. <laughs> Black cherry. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that that's like Rachel Maddow being played on full blast in the background, but I'd yeah. say it's an equivalent. It's, this is the mom version of a YMH cool guy, I think. It's pretty bad. You're a cool yeah. mom. It's pretty bad. Not great quality. You know, I just wanted to capture the moment. Yeah, and those are four children running around just being in the I'm about to try a white claw. <laughs> Here I am in the kitchen. Flavor. Very good. That's not bad. It just tastes. It tastes like soda water with a splash of flavor and then an aftertaste of cheap liquor, like cheap vodka. It has a cheap vodka finish. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. So bad. Did you like the audio in the background? It was amazing. That was my favorite part of this whole series. It's not. It's not. Let me go to a quieter place. Let me just talk louder over this. No, because it's so cool. Because when you have kids, you realize like that's what you have to do. You just have to scream over the kids to talk to another adult. Catch me outside. How about that? I've just given up on quiet talking. I just scream everything to Tom. Tom. Oh, you know what's really neat too is I've got this is this is totally a mom thing by the way. You see that broken broken edge of hair these wisps here almost every mom i know has broken hair like a flat top what? <laughs> yeah because when you make children they suck the nutrients out of you <laughs> I, it's true and you get like broken bits of hair and stuff it's so funny i'm always trying to slick that back yeah looks good looks good from here jeans <sighs> white claw it's so nasty have you tried it 
Um, no, it just got on my radar, like, within, I want to say, like, a year ago, where I was making a booze run with one of my friends, and he got it. I'm like, why, why are you getting sparkling water, dude? <laughs> I know. I was like, no, man, you haven't tried these? And I'm like, no, nah, and I refuse to. Any type of Ugh. mixed drink in a can just seems foul to me. It is foul. And secondly... It's like, let's get some brass monkeys, too, dude. Oh, uh, dude, Ugh. what? Ugh. Well, the thing is, too, like, I looked on the... The label to be like what kind of alcohol is this because zima was malt liquor just mixed with like sprite it was so <laughs> nasty and ratchet and then this one it just doesn't it just says alcohol just like formaldehyde what mouthwash what kind of alcohol just alcohol so it's not even a high valued i don't know like it's not even vodka so it's so gross it really tastes like a la croix with cheap booze in it so there you go, moms. I tried. Lo- I tried White Claw for you. How so many you of those have did to- you have? Did you get ripped? I got four. No, because it's only like four percent alcohol. <laughs> 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 you have to drink the entire case to feel a buzz. Hell yeah, dude. Ooh. I'm actually. I'm, I'm in the market for a new form of alcohol because when I drank at Bauhaus, I was like, it's too sugary. Wine, white wine. What should I drink? That's low. Well, what about like red wine? Isn't that like uh, less sugary? Yeah. It's less sweet. Yeah. It's an adult drink. It's a mom drink. It's a cool mom I'm drink. I'm thinking vodka. Because mm. vodka's low sugar. And like you just drink a little and you get... Not screwdrivers. That's what my mom no. was all about. Ew. <laughs> well, she was sugar. foreign, so I don't think... She never <laughs> really figured out how to drink, I don't think. I feel like the screwdriver, that's the gateway drink. Like that's the first drink you learn how to make when you're 13, when you steal vodka from your parents' cap. At least that's what we did. Right? What was the first drink you had? Drank. Drink. Um... I think when I was in middle school, uh, I didn't know, I knew I wanted to try getting drunk, so I raided my parents' uh, liquor cabinet and just grabbed what I knew they didn't touch a lot, Yes, which was Zambuca. (laughs) So black licorice liquor, I'm just like, oh, I just take like six huge gulps of this and I should be good, right? And I I was dry heaving for like a full week, just black licorice coming back in my mouth. I bet that's the last time you drank it, huh? I'll never touch it again. Never. No, it's fu- it's disgusting. It's so gross. That's the thing you learn on the cheap stuff. I drank, I drank Night Train, a, two bottles of Night Train the first time I drank, and I threw up everywhere. Night Train. Yeah, it's like bum liquor. It's just because like I didn't know what to drink when I was fourteen. So you just go to the, the liquor store and you're like, that looks cool. Night Train or Thunderbird? It was one of those two. Night Train. N I G H. Like literally, it's the train that goes whoop whoop in the night. <laughs> you get fucking faded off the night train. Yeah, it's bum liquor. There it is, night train. <laughs> I drank two bottles of that. That label looks so dated. Oh, it's horrible. Someone. Okay, here's what happened. I was 14 years old. I was going to a goth club with a guy named Dino who drove a hearse and my stepsister Cindy. <laughs> Dino was 25 years old. We were 14. You do the math. And he he went into the liquor store and he, he came back and I was like, I want to get drunk. And he came back and he brought bottles of nitrine. And I hadn't eaten anything. I had nothing in my stomach. And I chugged one bottle. And you know you don't know how to drink. And then I chugged the second one. And I go into this club. And there's two rooms. There's the rap room and there's the goth room. And in order to get to the bathroom, you have to walk through the rap room. And I remember I was like almost passed out. My sister goes, you got to puke. So I stand up and I walk through the rap room and halfway through the rap room, I throw up on the dance floor, just on the dance floor. 
And, and there's like a big circle of people. Around. Not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> and they formed a circle around me like, Ugh. that's how I learned how to drink. That's how you learn. And then you're like, oh, I, I don't drink cheap shit ever. So, oh, okay. Any, anyways, I'd like to also, I have a, an update. I asked the gentleman, um, my gentleman listeners on the last episode, how many times a week you need to ejaculate. And um, meaning in a partnered relationship, just in general, husbands, I, I put a call out there. What's a good number for you? Uh, so here's some responses. Here's from Alec. I uh, just wanted to weigh in on the discussion about getting your man me- your man meat milked so your local Starbucks employee doesn't have to take the load. <laughs> okay, for myself, I have a very high sex drive. I'm 23, and I'm definitely a two times a day kind of guy. Unless I have time to, I do three. For relationships, though, I definitely got to shoot ropes at least one time a day all over or inside that white trash come down. <laughs> I've officially just heard every female listener tune out. I just heard the disconnect. Every woman is like, I thought this woman was a mom. She's such a vulgar, okay. Uh, here we go, the quarterly blowjob is an interesting idea, assuming that it means a full blowjob to completion. Yes, I am fine. With this idea, assuming I get at least three minutes of blowjob foreplay with daily sex, which I reciprocate right after she does. Jesus, at least three minutes? Okay, blowjob foreplay with daily. Jeez, daily, daily. Come on now. My rule, three minutes of blowjob foreplay, reciprocation, then sex. You're very demanding. Jesus Christ. Piss on me. Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, I mean, look, this guy's, you're 23, though, so I get it at 23. That's probably within the realm of normalcy. But once you get older and you got all the kid responsibility and life and mortgages, you ain't banging air day, okay? You're banging, married banging, lucky if it's once a week. Let's be real. Let's be real. So your expectations are quite high. Piss on me, beat me. P.S. I'm newly single from a five-year relationship. Where and how do I meet girls? (laughs) I don't know. The interwebs, right? Dudes, three single dudes in the booth. Yeah, it's a good place. A good place to start. The interwebs. That's where you guys meet all the hoes now, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. If you don't want to <laughs> go out into the world and talk to people, that's definitely one way to, oh. uh, you know. Who does? Get there. Who does? Yeah, I'm guessing the end. Inter- I mean, people don't go to bars anymore and pick up, right? That's kind of antiquated. Okay, this is another one. Milking habits. Um, hey jeans, 27 year old single male here. I actually like to get a bit pent up and I can go like a few days, maybe up to a week without milking. I do like once or twice a week for a while, uh, but then I'll have a few days where I'm dumping loads a few times a day. (laughs) Piss on me, beat me and call me duct tape, Matthew. P.S. Love you lots. Thank you. Please come to South Africa. Oh, I love South Africa again. I wish I will. I will. I will. Um, okay, so this is this is interesting. Once or twice a week, and then I'll have a few days where I'm jumping loads. So there you go. That's a 27-year-old. It's like a cycle that he's going through. Yeah, it sounds like you pent it up. That's interesting. Well, Tom says he likes to keep, yeah, he builds up, and then we release the valve. Okay. Hello, mommies. Lewis, single male, 25. I'm sure you don't want to hear from us single people, but I thought I would chime in 
first, I love your podcast. Thank you very much. It has given me a, a lot of great tips for when, if I ever have children. My mother is a saint, and I'm sure I could share some horror stories. So milking. I myself find that I can go up to a week, but after that, I am very irritable and not fun to be around. Okay, love you guys. Safe travels. Okay, so it sounds like a week is is max, women. Um, preferably every other day, it sounds like, if I'm averaging these emails. But let's not, uh, you know, for the better of humanity, let's get our husbands milked once a week. I think that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. Okay. Um, Follow-up emails. Okay, so what are we doing now? I told you about fucking mint. I told you about Billie Eilish. Let's discuss the period belt follow-up. Hey there, Christina P. I was listening to your podcast with Ryan, and a deep hidden memory came to the surface. I'm 25 years old from Kansas and in fourth grade. Our sex ed video introduced the period belts to use as well. Oh my God. I remember being very concerned about how I was going to hide that belt under a dress. No kidding. Not to mention <laughs> the 70s Bush was still a main feature in the film. Way to go, public system. Ta-ta there, TikTok. Heather. Yes, Heather. We discussed the period belt. <laughs> it is the period belt. Oh my life. I mean, it looks, for those of you who are just listening, you should be watching on YouTube as well if you want to see these things. It looks like a jock strap, but then they put a maxi pad on it. It was like before they came up with the idea of adhesive. I'm, I'm assuming on the bottom of the pad. How fucking terrible is this shit? Oh my, it just seems so counterintuitive. Like tie this thing around your waist and then, oh God, oh Okay, I, I gotta vomit. Let's move on to the next. Okay, let's get back to the show. Do we have a let's do a voicemail from somebody? Um yeah, do you want to start off with mom fails, mom hacks, mm. what would CPD? Let's do what would CPD C C P P T S D What would C P C P P S D all right, okay. You got mom <laughs> questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P. do? That's so official. So uh, we have emails. You maybe want to start with an email. We got one voicemail. Oh, okay, hold on. No, no, I want to start with a voicemail. I like to hear people's voices. Hi, Christina. This Hi. is Chelsea. I'm calling from Kentucky. Hi. I just wanted to get a little insight on the transition from going from one child to two. I currently have an 18 month old and I would like to have another child. Um, but I'm just kind of curious on, like I feel like I'd be really guilty to my little girl, you know, adding another baby into the mix and kind of how that was as far as logistics, um, you know, caring for two children now. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and your experience. And I love you, Dean. Oh, I love you too. That must be our one listener from Kentucky. I didn't know. <laughs> I have, uh, that's very rare thank you mommy for uh leaving that voicemail so okay this is what happens you said your baby is 19 months old that's i would say around 15 to 16 months they get real cute they start walking around they start saying the magic word mama <laughs> and that's when all reason leaves your body and that's when you start thinking crazy thoughts about having a second child and that's what happened to me is they get real cute and awesome and they love you. And especially if you have little boys, they just, they love mommy. 
Oh, and they're just so yummy at that age. The toddler age is so, like right now, Juju's got these hangy cheeks. They're so fat and that when he runs, they jiggle and like, oh, he's so, he's just so fucking tasty and his little jack-o'-lantern teeth. And I just love him so much. And so that's when you, your, your body goes into overdrive and you start thinking about a second baby. So not a bad time to start doing it. Um, I think I got preggers. The, the gap between my children is two and a half years. So I would get on it now just because you want the gap to be a little, you know, not, not too far apart. Um, so yeah, just bang, bang. Here's the deal, man. Here's the deal. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. Having two children <laughs> is like, okay, I almost feel bad saying this, but I'm just going to be real. It's just how I feel. And you fucking, you're going to hate me. But like one kid, it's like, it's one kid. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck one kid. I could fly to Africa tomorrow with one kid. One kid. Joke. One kid. And then uh, you can have a life with one child. Let me put it that way. You can pick up. You can go to Paris with one kid. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. <sighs> Once that second kid comes in, it is a game changer. Like that's when you're fully, you're all in on that baby life. You're just, you're all in. Like you, you, your freedom is way more limited and it is to put it PC. It is, it's challenging. It's what, <laughs> it's a whole new set of challenges. Is that how I'm supposed to say this uh, delicately? I'll, I'll be real. So when that second baby comes out, at least for me, I immediately, I was thrilled and then I had buyer's regret, like buyer's remorse where you're like, oh, f what did we just do? Because you're starting from scratch. And you know what I mean? Those moms that have been there, you're starting from newborn. You, your other kid, like my, like Ellis is almost four and he talks and he wears underwear and he's got opinions and it's easy. It's like, it's so rad. That's why, that's why I wanted to, because it's rad now. So but those first three years are just tough, right? First four years, let's be honest. So that second baby comes out and I mean, I'm a varsity mom now. Like after two kids, you're in the shit, bro. Like it is, I think I have PTSD from my second, like just having two at once, it's like post-traumatic son disorder because they're it's so much work. It's so, it's so incomprehensible doing. So first of all, being pregnant with a toddler is so, you're exhausting. You're exhausted. Sorry. You can't take a nap like you did with the first pregnancy. You're forced to do things. You have to pick up that baby. You have to do the errands. You have to do a lot of shit. And when the second baby comes, now you've got a newborn and a toddler. And I'm not, it's extremely difficult. It's going to suck. Uh, the first year I absolutely hated I was like, why did we have two? I'm crazy. And there are some days I'm like, what was I thinking having a second child? That's just honest. Like, And then there are days where I watch them play together and I think to myself, I can't, I'm so grateful I had a second child. Like this is heaven, just watching them play and laugh and run around the house. And like the background in that White Claw video, like that's my reality. And I, I love it. I love the chaos of children. I just love them. I love it. So there's high highs and there's low lows with two. I'll, I'll give you an example of a low low. Um, so just this month, my husband's out of town, like the whole month basically. And Ellis had an ear infection. And then Julian two days later got the croup. And then 
Ellis got a stomach bug three days later, and then Julian got it two days later. And on the night Julian got it, I got the stomach flu. So I was vomiting. The baby was vomiting. And then Tom on the other side of the world started vomiting and hungry because he brought it to Like it was, and then those hellish moments, you're like, I, I can't take any, like how much more can I take right now? It's a lot because those are en- those are endless sleepless nights and you're just suffering and you can't rest as a mom. That's the, that's the hardest part, as you know. And with two kids, there's really not a lot of breaks. So I'm not going to lie to you, dude. It's, it is extremely stressful in the beginning. You're going to be more tired than you've ever fucking been in your life. I don't know what your age is. If you're younger, it's probably going to be easier. But here's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I already see the light at the, the, the end of my tunnel because Julian's now 16 months. And now he's in the midst of a cough every other week and a cold every other week because he's getting it from his brother who goes to preschool. I know that two years old is just around the corner. <laughs> I can smell it. It's just fucking right there. And once, you know, the ter- terrible twos, I don't care. You can tantrum, you can throw shit at me, you can call me, whatever. That doesn't phase me. And I know that eventually there'll be three and eventually there'll be four. And that's when shit gets awesome. So you're going to suffer, girl. But I think it's worth it. The suffering, I mean, is profound for two kids. So I'm not going to, and it does, it definitely depends on the temperament. I'm not going to, because one of my kids is extremely spirited that's another nice way of saying your kid's a fucking asshole basically um that's what they say now they don't say your kid's an asshole your kid's spirited (laughs) Uh, and then the other one's extremely mellow so you could luck out and get two mellows great however from what i've heard the first one's usually spirited and the second one's chill i got like the second one's chill so julian's been really easy um but it really threw me for an emotional loop oh and another thing, get help if you don't have it. You're going to need a lot of help on with the second one, especially in the very beginning because now you've got a toddler who's got totally different needs and a newborn. So if your mom's there, have your mom fucking move in for the first year. Have have nannies, have who, whoever. I don't know what your husband's situation is like, but um, get all hands on deck when you got two little ones, especially when they're close together in age. So is it worth it? Absolutely. But I want you to go into it knowing what nobody told my dumb ass <laughs> it's just you're gonna be tired but it's worth it i mean kids are what's that saying 51 percent awesome i would say it's even higher i would go to like 70 percent awesome and then 30 percent really fucking sucks when it does suck when you're all vomiting and you haven't slept in a long time but hmm. on the other hand you only live once fuck it do it who gives a shit you know your life's already in the, in the crapper with one kid that's the way i see it we may as well you may as well just fill the bowl with diarrhea you know it's like it's your life's already like not in the shitter but i'm saying like your life's already configured for a child for children you're already there just throw in another just do it fine if you don't you're gonna regret it that's what i think plus it's just it's amazing kids are the fucking best okay let's go to some emails oh this one's very important this one's from danielle hi mommy i recently was on my honeymoon backstory together five years living together after three months of being together it's a lot of together so i needed to take a big brown and made my husband leave the beach for it we decided to shower separate after my brown to go to dinner i'm all squeaky clean and getting ready suddenly i need to fart well my fart was really a shart straight liquid to the hotel floor oh i quickly cleaned it up hide the evidence and pretend like nothing happened my question is 
Should I tell my hubs? We're past the honeymoon phase. Farts, sharts, and browns are common talks in our house. We can laugh about it now. No shame. But was trying to keep the honeymoon alive. Keep it high and tight. Danielle. That is a very important question. <laughs> to tell or not to tell a shard that you don't have to tell, basically. If you could get away with a shard, should you get away with a shard? Right. I mean, is she asking, uh, should she have told him on the honeymoon or should she tell him ever? She said no shame, but was trying to keep. So she didn't tell him on the honeymoon, which I think what I think it's now. Do I tell him now? Do I come clean? is such an important topic <laughs> i mean look i'm if it were me i like to foster total not total honesty because that's impossible in a relationship and you have to lie a little lies to keep the marital wheels turning you know what i'm saying little shit you just lie to people about. i would come clean because it's funny i think shards are funny and he's got no illusion delusions that you're like a lady all the time like would it would it phase you nadav or, or any let's talk to any he's a ladies man any you're on a honeymoon if i'm on the honeymoon and she tells me on the honeymoon yeah honeymoon's over that's probably not the best time to tell me <laughs> what? <laughs> what i mean she could tell me later like now sure i guess we could laugh about it now i mean it's not that funny you could just not tell me <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, there you go. There you go. So you, the man is saying no. I mean, I don't know. My husband and I have a different dynamic, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you don't want to, don't. It's not gonna, it's not a big secret to keep is what I'm saying. It's not like an infidelity. I mean, do you want to keep the illusion of sexy alive? I guess, then don't, then don't tell him. I don't know, I'm torn. Okay. Oh, gosh. This is a nutty one. I says, I have quite the dilemma and I don't know how to resolve it. My partner of seven years and the father of my child still keeps in touch with his ex-wife. They've been divorced for five years now and she repeatedly cheated on him and moved to a different state without him. <laughs> Sounds like a dream. She got back in touch a couple of years ago <laughs> and he thinks she just wants to be friends. They do not have children together don't own any business or property so other than being an old lonely lonely lady i have no idea why she thinks she can crash our events and family vacations i've made it clear that i'm not comfortable with her being around but it only leads to fights and me being called immature for not understanding so reluctantly i let her come around to keep an eye on the enemy i'm 100 percent confident that nothing sexual is going on she's just annoying beyond belief how do i get this human garbage out of my life without pissing and beating on this cum dump <laughs> <laughs> keep them high sammy well sammy so you you say you, your partner of seven years and the father of your child oi that's a lot are you guys married you say partner which leads me to believe no because you would have called him your husband sounds to me like you've got a dude who's not all in to what you and your you've created with him right so what that means is when you get married your family of origin the the past is the second priority and your current spouse and your current uh family or children is number one priority hands down bing bong bong so you guys are the unit and and now you forsake all others right that's the whole point of marriage 
So if he's still talking to some hoe who is thirsty for attention, it sounds like, and for what reason, I don't know why he's talking to her. He's not forsaking all others for you, Sammy. And I, I understand you're annoyed with her. You got to be annoyed with him. And I would say, throw some fucking weight around and be like, it's either you got to, he's got to cut ties with this broad. I mean, why? There is no reason to speak together. There's no reason. Uh, I don't talk to my ex boyfriends. I mean, other than like an occasional DM once every two years. How's it going? How are your children? I saw you on this thing, whatever. There's no reason. And uh, yeah, I think you got to yell at him a little bit. Put your foot down. Be like, get rid of her. It's her or me, bro. What do you guys think? Um, that ultimatum thing sounds kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably not a good idea. What? What? Uh, well, ultimatums are like, you know, th- that's not how both parties leave happy. You know? uh, yeah, but th- but this is a no win because if the woman keeps coming in and no, out. No, yeah, it's fucked up it's that no the good. husband is, you know. Uh, talking to an, an ex of his like pretty regularly and For is what? refusing to stop. It's yeah. So I mean, then... I, th- I think it's one of those things where it's uh oh, fuck. I've heard this before. It's using I statements, right? Oh god. It's like it really hurt. <laughs> it really affects me. There or, you go. When, when X Y Z happens, it really affects me this way. Yes, you I know? agree. And so if you say it like that instead of just like look, either pick that bitch or me. Like, that's <laughs> I don't think that's Sorry. gonna yield a, a good result. I'm a little Eastern blocky when it comes to shit. A little Eastern European. Well, I mean, there is, you're right, you're right, Nadav. There's an easier way, a, a kinder way to maybe say this stuff. Yeah, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Right. It does affect me. It affects our intimacy as a family unit because I feel like he's giving his intimacy away to this other woman. That's the whole thing. You know what I mean? You got to keep it between you and the man. Yeah, I feel like I'm second place when she's around. Oh, and you don't, yeah, that's right. And you know, I just don't like feeling second place. Plus it makes me not want to give blowjobs. Oh, hold on, anyhow. Oh, go for it, go. Oh, no, I just think a guy like that that's obviously, you know, down to mess around. Mm. If you do anything like that where you make it inconvenient for him, he'll just dip. He'll just be like, I mean, not completely mm. leave, but he'll he'll like you less if you make it inconvenient, or especially if you give him an ultimatum. So, he'll be like, okay. But, there is and then, but that but that's not okay because it's like he's a fucking piece of shit anyways who's cheating on her. So why does she want that to be the baby daddy and the husband? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. She chose him. <laughs> 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 All right. So what should she do, Any, What do you think? Uh, uh, then what do you think softer approach should she just turn a blind eye Mm, it's hard but someone like that you got to make it you got to make it interesting for him you got to make him want to not want to be around (laughs) that other girl you know where it's like oh my god like weekly bjs (laughs) oh my god like like when that girl is around she really makes me feel not sexy and i'm just not in the mood as much you know and he's he's gonna be (laughs) there you go "Mm." yeah i was gonna say it makes me feel like not giving blowjobs and I tell Tommy that sometimes I'll be like, when you you know when this happens, I don't feel I feel like you're my, I don't feel sexy. I do tell him that that's worked in the past. I don't know. See, it sounds like you like this. This this is a drama relationship. There's two kinds. I talked about this with Dr. Drew on his show. What's going to come out soon? There's people who like the drama, right? And then there's people that don't in relationships. It sounds like you guys are drama relationships. So maybe what any saying is better in your situation is try to make him want to bang you over the other chick. You know what I'm saying? All right. 
Here we go. Next question. My wife and I have a four-month-old, and we just started scheduling sex. Our libidos are night and day, and I completely understand because she's in postpartum mode. I'm worried that this is the first nail in the coffin, though. Scheduled sex sounds like a business transaction. I'm more attracted to her now more than ever, but I feel like our daily touchy-feely behavior is just me groping her despite her telling me it's okay. Sex and affection go hand in hand in my mind. What the fuck is wrong with me? Am I looking, oh, am I looking a gift horse in the mouth? Wait, hold on. So what is the, he's, he's concerned that, oh, scheduled sex sounds too transactional. It's just me groping her despite her telling me it's okay. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. You're, you're like, I, I'm touching her and she says it's okay, but it, it feels like maybe it's not okay. Is that what this is? Sex and affection go hand in hand. So she's not as affectionate with you right now because she's giving it to the baby, which is totally normal. No, listen, my man. Um, scheduled sex when you have a four-month-old is normal. And I would say a really good sign that you guys even are having sex four months postpartum. There are dudes that go a long time. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's a blessing in the skies, if you will, that she wants to bang you. And yes, she's giving more of her affection to the baby right now. So just it, that's just all that is. If she may not be gropey, gropey to you, it's because she's getting used to being a mom. And that's really a mind fuck, especially when you've got milk squirting out of your titties and you're learning how to be sexual with your husband and be affectionate with your children at the same time. It's it's kind of a mind F, if you will. Give her some time. No, it's not the beginning of the end. In fact, it's the beginning of a very good marriage with a child, I would say. Um, so just keep hanging there, bro. Give yourself some more time. You guys are in a huge transition. All right, let's get back to the show. Oh, let's do some mom. Uh, let's do no. Let's do mom fails. And then we close on hacks because I like the hacks are positive. Now it's time for a round of mom, mom fails. fails. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me read this one first. Uh, I have two boys, eight and three. I never knew I was supposed to be washing the area between their balls and butthole, specifically, until I heard one of your podcasts. Well, I'm such a, I can do a service. <laughs> I myself have always had a vagina. Important to use correct terms, thank you, and was unaware of the ball cheese potential. While I feel I can easily begin this ritual with my three-year-old, I'm pretty sure I have missed the boat with the eight-year-old. Therefore, I feel it is important to let him know um, now that he has to address this area from here forward. Last night, before he was done cleaning himself, I told him to make sure he washed under his nuts. After he washes and scrubs under there, good with the loofah, I instinctively tell him, okay, now wash your face. It occurs to me that I just told him to wash his face with a ball and booty loofah. By the time I opened my mouth to stop, it was too late. So yeah, the ball space gets washed last. Good. Live and learn, Jess from Fort Lauderdale. Thank you, Fort Lauderdale, Jess. You know, I'm not really a big um, weirdo about that, like about the loofah that goes in my butt or my vag goes on my face. I don't care. I'm an animal. Or like the bar of soap, like I touched my asshole. Like, nah, I don't care. Soap, it's fine. It's all soapy. It's fine. All right, let's do um, a voicemail, Mom Phil. Hi, Christina, um, Nikki here. I just have a mom fail. Um, I have a four-year-old and a nine-month-old. And the four-year-old comes home from daycare every day with a new drawing that she colored. And they're all great, but I can't keep them all. So mm. I 
generally when she isn't around, I throw them in the trash. Um, And tonight she found them in the trash uh, from that day. And I got a call from my husband because I actually wasn't home. And he had to deal with the situation. Um, So I'm just curious. Have you ever dealt with that yourself? (laughs) But I... Told her it was an accident, and we hung them up on the fridge. Oh. So uh, anyway, really love your show. Keep them high and tight. Thanks. Oh my gosh, you poor girl. Yeah, that's he's gonna be talking about. She's gonna be talking about that in therapy. You really, that was a deep cut, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty messed up. I don't know. I will say my parents was as uh, as as neglectful as they were. I don't think they ever threw. I didn't catch them throwing away my art. Oh. Uh, okay, so here's a mom hack that I recently read somewhere. So you don't have to keep all the paper around because it does collect. And I'm going through a similar thing now. We have so much of their artwork, and I I don't know what to do with it eventually. But um, you can take photographs of the artwork and kind of and then throw the actual one away that's something i heard you can and then you can keep that in a file so that they can see the photographs um you know a digital photo uh that's pretty awful so if you're gonna throw your kids artwork away you gotta conceal the evidence you just have to double bag it and throw it out in the outside trash can so that they don't catch it right that's listen you you, you lie to your kids all the time you sneak around all the time you just got to be real stealth because they they start to catch on it for a lot of shit they're very smart, unfortunately. Okay. Um, mom fail. Oh, videos. I love the videos. Hey, Chris. Huh? Say, eat fish. Eat <laughs> Makes that, me laugh. That was from Jody. Oh, thank you, Jody. I love when kids curse. <laughs> I wish that was my show on NBC. Kids cursing. <laughs> kids say the foulest things. Okay. Um, I love that. And then we have a similar one from Sarah. Oh, I love it. Lucas, what is this car? What's this one? Glass. And then what is... What's this car? Okay. What is it? Okay. Oh, race car. <laughs> fuck it. How did he get fuck it? <laughs> oh, that's good fun. Oh, that's so good. I've been training my older boy. He belches now freely. And then I, I give, <laughs> I've been giving him the thumbs up every time he rips one. And then I have to be like, what do we say? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Because Tom gets mad. Okay. Um, mom hacks. God, I love these so much. Let's do some voicemail mom hacks. Hi, James. This is Jamie from Santa Barbara. And I have a mom hack for you. So I was an exclusive humper for almost 10 months, and the part that sucked the worst was watching all those stupid parts at the end of the night and or after every session. And what I found was saved me a lot of time was I didn't watch those parts after every session. I threw them all in a Ziploc bag and threw them in the fridge. And as long as they keep cold, uh, it's essentially the same as keeping your milk in the fridge. I just wash the parts at the end of the night with a glass of wine. Uh, so that saved me a ton of time. Just wanted to share that mom hack with you. Keep them behind high and come down later for moose soup. <laughs> That's a great idea and also a great point because the bacteria grows in when it's warm. So you're right. If you keep it in the fridge, no harm, no foul. 
really smart. I like that one a lot. I'm pretty sure that's okay. Well, I see nothing wrong. Washing the fucking pump parts, that is, oh, you have to get every little, for those of you who don't know, when you pump, you have to get every little nook and cranny of that thing, you know, the, the soft part that the, oh God, it's such torture. Oh, I hated that shit too. All right, give me another voicemail. Hi, Mommy. This is Brandy from Oklahoma. I have a mom hack for moms on a budget. When I was pregnant, I was asking a friend things that she thought were unnecessary to purchase. And she told me, instead of buying a wipe warmer, to put the wipes in between my big, mushy purples. (laughs) And then they're nice and warm by the time you take the diaper off and need to wipe the butt. So there's your mom hack. That's true. That's not bad, actually. That makes a lot of sense. Because your tits are always mashed together and they're always sweaty and warm. So that's good. Okay. Do we have a a video? Yes. I love these mom hacks. Hi, Mommy Tina. This is Stacy from Olympia, Washington. And I have two mom hacks for you. So the first one is you mentioned Ellis's potty training and having fear of going in public. So um, I know some friends who have brought along in their car like a portable potty one that you would sit kind of on the floor when you're potty training in the back of their car um with like a big jug of water to like swish it out when the kid you know has used the bathroom so that might be an option for ellis if he's still shy of going in um, a public restroom and then my second one is i'm a mom of three boys and i was helping a friend who has four boys clean her house to sell and their tub was nasty and disgusting and we found a trick with um dawn dish soap you squirt that in the bathtub and you get a broom from like the dollar store and you let it sit for a little bit and then you scrub with the broom in the shower Mm. um and use it up on the tile and all of that and she had a shower head to just then rinse it off and it gets all the grime and gunk of four nasty boys Mm. so those are my mom hacks have a great day i love it thank you so much um yes i started putting the porta body in the back of the of the trucks and that's that's helped a lot but he prefers to pee in my hydro flask so i just let him and i also just (laughs) give a shit anymore i just i let him do it in the parking lot of the pharmacy the other day and i just threw it in the bushes i don't care okay uh any more Uh, yeah we have one more voicemail and one more video i love these videos hey christina mom hack so both of the kids didn't want to nap today Mm. so that's usually when i prep their dinner and so i had to go out and buy dinner and of course as soon as i started driving they both (laughs) fell asleep so i decided to let them sleep and enjoy my dinner in the car with them sleeping (laughs) but at least i can enjoy my dinner in peace they must not be hungry you're asleep and they'll have food when they wake up Thank you. Bye. Wonderful. There you go. Let them do it. You know, this whole nap time, there's nothing like nap rage when when, when you want your kids to nap just because you got stuff to do or you want to just have a break and then they don't. It's like, it's this, it's this unspoken, quiet, seething rage that I think moms have. You're just like, could you just take a nap because all we want to do is nap right as adults and then they won't do it and you can't do things like dinner or just have a minute to check your email but yeah nap rage i gotta write something about that all right all right one more yes yes 
What up, Mommy Tina? Mm -hmm. Just here at work. I got a quick, um, let's see, Mommy Hack. It's very simple. Stop fucking Googling everything. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could do. My wife spends hours if she finds a bump on her son. Yes. Uh, a little scratch on him or he's doing something different. Just stop Googling everything. Mm. Bye. Love you. Preach. Ya. Preach. So we put a ban on that, guys. He had to throw it in there at the very last second, too. God damn it. God damn it. I'm trying to keep you full safe. Um, you're right. 100%. There's this great book I found called Calm the Fuck Down. It's about uh, basically like a lot of that sentiment of what we do as parents that make us even crazier than we need to be. And I, too, have stopped Googling and I have stopped obsessively asking my therapist if this is normal, if that is normal, and do not get on WebMD when your kid has some kind of illness because, God darn it, I mean, last night I went down the rabbit hole convincing myself that Julian uh, is getting pneumonia and this and that, and it was, that's not the case. Um, yes, you're right. Stop Googling. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Because you know what you do? And my therapist explained this to me. You, when you do that obsessive Googling about anything, you're really just looking for evidence to confirm your thoughts in the moment. You're not really being objective and looking at new information. You're just looking for what's confirming the horrible um, anxiety belief. So there you go. Oh, we'll do some emails. Okay. <laughs> this is funny. Oh, this is cute. Here's a mom hack from email. We recently tell our three-year-old to rub lotion on our backs. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I have the world's cheapest and worst massage therapist, Sarah. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, mommy likes to have her, her, her foots rubbed. Okay, here we go. Uh, I have hacks for you after listening to this week's pod. The car potty. Yes, we got that. And bonus, kitty litter. We have kept the small toddler slash training potty in the car since we began potty training our oldest five years now we live fairly rurally so it comes in handy especially when the kids are just learning and can't hold it for very long oh yes we've used it in a pinch as they've gotten older too for long car trips we throw in a scoop of kitty litter that's really smart uh, to kill any smells and soak up any liquid the stuff is amazing much easier to use than a hydro flask exactly <laughs> it's not as fun as a hydro flask just ask ellis but yeah, kitty litter in the um, in the porta potty. That's a really great idea. Um, I want to reiterate your encouragement of fellow emetophobes to get help. Good. I am one too, and a mom of three, and I'm so glad I got help. My therapist walked me through a gradual exposure plan. Oh God, where we looked at cartoons of people vomiting, then pictures, and so on. It was very gradual. I felt supported the whole time, and it was much easier than I thought. At my worst, even an anecdote about someone vomiting would set me on an anxiety spiral and give me nightmares. I truly thought I would never feel as comfortable as I do now. It's still a bit of a struggle, but I keep a small Ativan prescription for those rough nights. This is a long-winded hack, but for those living in fear, I promise it's worth it. Um, okay, for emetophobes of, or any parent, emesis bags. Train them young. Get yourselves to Amazon and order a stash of emesis bags. Train your kids to hold them to their mouth when they feel sick. Oh, that's smart. We've had success with this at fairly young ages. The mess is contained. They twist shut and go into the garbage and really limits the spread of germs. This is smart. I keep a couple in the car and a stash in the house. Ooh, I like this. Now, am I too crazy if I keep this by my kids' beds <laughs> at night? Is that too weird? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know what the limits are of normal behavior. Yeah, like this would be cool 
You don't think it's too irrational if I'm like, hey, Alice, next time you have to barf, here's this bag by your bed. That's not going to give him more trauma. Um, I mean, Shit. oh, true. Because I mean, I most mean? of the time, if he's throwing up, you're not going to get there in time. Right. Like, where do I? So, uh, hello, emailer. Tell me how I introduce this to him. Like, do I tell him, like, hey, from now I on? Think, I think keeping it in the car is definitely a good idea. Because yeah. you could tell when your kid's about to get sick, probably. Yeah. Um. So then it could be like, oh, you're feeling bad. Hold on here. Take this. Throw, you know, do the mess into here and, and do uh, it like that. But here's how I'm going to do it. So next time he barfs in the middle of the night, he'll just barf in his bed the first time. And then. That's when I'll introduce the bag, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. hey, next time you feel sick. Ooh, maybe this is how you do it. Is yeah. um, like keep them in the car. Yeah. Uh, does he get car sick? Do Not any of your kids get car sick? They're never there long enough. They um, freak out. So maybe what you do is you 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 make it seem like a cool mom thing, where you're <laughs> like, oh, I feel so sick in the car. I'm gonna throw up in these cool bags. Okay. And you make the bag seem cool, right? Yeah. Is this not a good trick? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Such cool bags to puke in. <laughs> I feel so cool. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, boys like to pee and stuff. I imagine, I don't know. I'm going to ask my shrink how to introduce this without causing trauma. I do feel like, you know what I mean? Like, if I bring this up on a regular day, he's going to be like, why is she doing this? This is weird. Right? Like, why is my mom introduced? And then he's going to talk about it in his therapy. Okay. Listen, I got I to go. I got to get out of this. Ow, my butt hurts. I love you guys so much, so much. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Uh, if you want to email me, where my mom's at at uh, gmail.com and uh, where my mom's at. What's the phone number, the, mommy? The phone number is 213-375-5184. Email me whatever. Send me voicemails. Send me videos. I love everything you guys send. Um, and until next time, bye, buddies. Bye, mommies. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's at podcast With Christina P.